0: I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney Parks and Resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Amanda Rainier about her wedding and reception at the Swan and Dolphin Resort at Walt Disney World. Amanda had a really beautiful wedding at the Swan and Dolphin with a lot of interesting and different touches than you usually see. So I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she planned it and of course how everything turned out. So welcome Amanda. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I'd love to start at the beginning and find out how you guys decided that you wanted to have your wedding at the Swan and Dolphin.
1: So that's a bit of a long story. I'll try to condense it for you but we planned like several other weddings by the time we got to that plan and my husband has a really big family and my family is like less than 10 people like in total so it was kind and i wanted the destination wedding and it was kind of hard with that many people most of whom have kids and want to be able to make it even if we had it on a weekend and we went back and forth and back and forth and we had basically fully planned a wedding here including putting down a ton of deposits on stuff here being philadelphia And I was just pretty miserable with the whole thing. I'm not really into like all the Pinterest details. And it was just getting to be such a not fun experience. And I was like, you know what? I don't really care. We're having the wedding in Disney. We can have it on a Saturday. If we have it at Swan and Dolphin, that'll be a bit of a compromise. And we kind of just went from there about a year after starting to plan the wedding at home. (laughs) And before that, we had planned through like, Disney fairy tale weddings. We had gotten pretty far along in the process with them planning a wedding at Seabreeze Point in the attic. And then things just kind of, I, I explain that I'm doing a trip report. I explain this all in there, but it's kind of a long story.
0: <laughs> no, that's interesting. And I think my listeners would be interested to hear what happened. Like, how did you decide to make the jump from Disney to Swan and Dolphin?
1: So it mainly had to do with the flexibility, which I'm probably going to talk about a lot because they really are just so flexible at Swan and Dolphin and accommodating to like anything. My big thing, if we had the wedding in Disney, is I wanted to have my pictures on the boardwalk. That's our favorite place. And it's just like our happy place within our happy place. And I was like, we can do that if we have a Swan and Dolphin wedding. It's like not really going to be a problem. So that was kind of what sealed the deal for me.
0: That's great. Yeah, that's a really good point. Now, what I thought was interesting was that you had your ceremony and your reception at the Swan and Dolphin, because a lot of times people choose the Swan for their ceremony, but a reception at the Dolphin, at least when you first call them, they make it sound like it's going to cost almost as much as a Disney's fairytale wedding. So how did you make that work? Basically, I,
1: I've kind of, feel like a pioneer with this whole idea, because trying to think about how exactly I came to this conclusion, I was like, that's what we're going to do. I think it was all because I saw a picture on the Swan Dolphin website, which is like the only picture that circulates of anything at Crescent Terrace that looks like a private event. It's a picture. Anyone who's listening to this who has looked at their promotional pictures probably knows what I'm talking about. It's a picture of some, like, nice couches and, like, all those the lights are on Carson Terrace. And I was like, that's what I want. I want that. So I had already been in touch with Lindsay Cohen over at Swan and Dolphin. And I was like, what is this picture? And can we do this? And that's kind of how it snowballed from there.
0: That is interesting. Okay. So how many guests did you invite and how many made the trip?
1: So we invited everybody that we would have invited to one at home, knowing that most of them would not be able to make it. But we wanted to make sure that they didn't feel slighted or like we didn't want to include them or things like that. We invited about 100. We expected around 30 and we got around 25. So we were pretty happy with that.
0: Okay, great. And what's interesting is you were attracted to the idea of a reception at Crescent Terrace, whereas most of the time when you see a swan and dolphin wedding, the ceremony is there. So where did you have your ceremony? It's actually
1: interesting because I tried to talk them into letting me have both and have a cocktail hour at West Courtyard, but they were like, no, an hour is not going to be nearly long enough for us to reset everything, and it's just going to be kind of a mess. So we originally had the ceremony at Crescent Terrace. And we actually, at one point, in all of these plans that I've done, at one point we had, we're going to just have dinner at Blue Zoo. Just kind of a dinner thing, like I think most people probably do. And I was like, you know what? No, my husband and I are like big dancers, and we really wanted the DJ and the dancing. So I was like, I don't really care. I really wanted my ceremony at Crescent Terrace. But I was like, you know what? What's more important to me is the fact that we get to have more of a normal reception. So they offered me West Courtyard or the beach. I don't really like the beach area. It's just not... I had a princess kind of address. It wouldn't really go. So I said, West Courtyard's fine. And I will say that West Courtyard for a group our size really was perfect. I think it would have been too much space to have our ceremony at Crescent Terrace. So...
0: Great. So you had your ceremony at the West Courtyard, which if you've seen pictures of the Swan and Dolphin, this is the one that has the beautiful swan fountains in it. Mm-hmm. And then you did your reception outdoors at Crescent Terrace, but they let you have a DJ and everything? Yep. We'd had a
1: DJ. We had to be cleared out by 10, which was fine. We were going to be cleared out by, I think, 930 anyway. So yeah, they let us have a DJ. <laughs> we, My husband and I both felt really bad for the people that were in the, resort rooms right that were overlooking crescent terrace we saw multiple people like waving at us throughout the (laughs) night and i'm sure we like kind of ruined their evening but hopefully not too much but it was definitely like a lot of sound
0: interesting and then did you add any disney entertainment like you can get mickey and minnie and the characters at the swan and dolphin
1: I wish we could have done that. If the budget had been bigger, I would have definitely bought Mickey and Minnie and their Star Wars stuff if we were allowed to do that because my husband's a huge Star Wars fan. I'm a huge Disney fan. That would have been like a great way to marry those two, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, I would have done that. We didn't really, at the end of the day, have, this is probably answering a later question, but didn't have that many Disney touches. We were kind of like the theme was the place that we were in. So it was pretty much just a normal, non-Disney-looking wedding, but at Disney. That's great.
0: Did you use a local wedding coordinator or plan through Just Mary or just liaise one-on-one with the representative from the Swan and Dolphin?
1: So officially, I worked with Just Mary, and I can go into that because that was a whole thing because we had, like, four different coordinators. Like, I've changed hands multiple times. But, for the most part, I will admit that I really went a little overboard and i was I was liaising with everybody i was I found all my vendors i like did not interviews but I like got to know them and saw which one I wanted more yeah, I pretty much did everything for planning i even <laughs> I will say this to any bra that thinks you need to make a minute by minute schedule for your vendors. Don't do that. I did that. (laughs) And then I like they like made fun of me and I was like, I'm sorry, I just did your job for you. But that's okay. So, yeah, I I did mostly everything. But we did work with just Mary. We went through, like I said, a couple um, different girls. But we ended up with Jessica Utanko. She was amazing. Like, I can't even describe how amazing she is at her job. I think she was also pretty new at the time. So it was, we were really, like, blown away by her. And I will say that culminated in she got us a gift, a wedding gift, which was our favorite wine, which we do not remember telling her. But apparently we did at one point. She remembered it and got it for us. So we were just like, wow, she knows her stuff.
0: (laughs) That's wonderful. Now, you said you found a lot of your vendors on your own. What resources did you use to find vendors?
1: Mostly just, you know, the knot or wedding wire I I use pretty frequently. I did actually as far as looking for photographers and stuff, there were a couple um, threads on those boards about people that have used different photographers and which ones they liked and didn't like. And I kind of went from that for that one because that was really important to me. We we had um, an engagement session a couple of years ago, obviously, when we got engaged. And I didn't really look at any resources that were Disney-oriented for the photographer. And we ended up with someone that, I don't know if she just needed clients or what, but she obviously didn't really like Disney and she kind of made us feel bad that we were there and it was a very weird experience. So I was, I was kind of like, yeah, I was kind of burned by that a little bit and wanted to make sure that the person that we got had worked with Disney Brides before. So
0: that's great. You found someone. Yeah, definitely. Now, for listeners who are curious about how doing a reception through the Swan and Dolphin works, did they have a food and beverage minimum or a set menu or how did the pricing work? So
1: they did have a minimum, which I believe was $4,000 for the the whole thing that included food and, and staff and what have you. But they were super, super flexible and were like, I'm guessing this is probably more for their convention people and their, you know, what they normally do. They said for us, since it was such a small group, they would they would lower that. So I think it was it was either twenty five hundred or three thousand. I can't remember. Wow. They they basically said they want. I think it I think it was three thousand to begin with because we thought we were going to have thirty people. I think they basically said a hundred a person is what we would strive to have the minimum be.
0: Wow, that's really reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. And were you able to customize your menu? Did you pick from menus that they offered you?
1: Yeah, they were, again, super, super flexible. We also, I will add in here, we went down for a tasting. Oh, great. Yeah, that was amazing. They had the whole entire, we got a ballroom, which was one of their tiny ballrooms that's the size of like a normal room. It was all decked out. They had the whole entire buffet, all the appetizers. We had like something that we liked. The table was all set up the way that we had, had asked about and they had the high top tables and they had a dessert table and it was like all laid out like the way it would be other except for being outside. And they also had a table that had different tablecloths and like some lanterns and like some different things that if we wanted to use those instead. And they had like probably at least five or six servers there that were attending to us. We really felt like royalty it was amazing and basically what we did before then the swan dolphin website has a really good you can see like all their food and stuff on their catering website and we just kind of picked i think it was six appetizers that we were allowed to have and we picked like eight so we had a couple extras and same with the food there was like three i think we were allowed to have so we picked four and so we kind of just went in and we ate
0: everything and
1: we picked from that
0: do you have any standout menu items you can recommend
1: Sweet potatoes. I think they were mashed sweet potatoes. Those were amazing. And pretty much all of the entrees were really, really good. The one I remember was, I think it was just a beef tender one. That was very good. All the appetizers were amazing, too. Everything was just really good. It's like hard for me to even remember. Plus, I didn't really get to eat any of it on the wedding day. So, yeah.
0: So you mentioned that having music and dancing was really important. What were the other important aspects when you were planning where you focused your attention or your budget?
1: Definitely the photography. Like I mentioned, that was kind of just because I had been burned before by that. But my husband and I are both pretty artsy, so we like artsy kind of photography. So we wanted to pick somebody that would, you know, give us pictures that would be timeless and and nice. And that was a big thing where I focused on that. She wasn't, as far as budget, she was really reasonable. Definitely very reasonable, especially having looked at both people down there in the Orlando area and up here when we were planning up here. As far as the budget, though, I would say the other thing probably was my dress, which is not related to anything in Florida. We got the dress here. That was probably the only other thing that was really important to me because I'm super antsy if i'm like too hot or i'm like itchy or i'm like whatever and i was like this is going to be on my wedding day and i'm going to be wearing
0: this thing for eight hours (laughs) to like
1: make sure i'm going to be comfortable so that was probably the other area where we focused our attention
0: that's a really good point i don't i think that's something that a lot of us forget about and then we spend eight hours in the dress Yeah, (laughs) yeah yeah so then what were the aspects that were less important where you saved your money or your time
1: Hmm. I, as I kind of already mentioned, I went, I was like really overzealous with pretty much every aspect of it. So it's like hard to even say where I may have skimped or like, I would say probably the place where I spent the least effort, because it's just not something that I'm into, was the flowers. We have enough flowers. Everything looked nice. They were beautiful, really. But I'm just not really a flower person. I didn't think we needed like a whole garden. And plus, we were going to be outside. So, that was probably the only area where I can say I totally was kind of checked out.
0: What kind of direction did you give your florist?
1: I sent some a couple Pinterest photos of, like, a couple bouquets I had like, the same thing with the centerpieces. But, yeah, we basically had petals going down the aisle. We had a couple little garlands on the chairs. We had centerpieces, and we had our bouquets. It was, like, not anything real. And also... I will say at the West Courtyard, we were going to have an arch. There's no need for really anything, especially if you're going to have a bridal party, which we had. We had two on my side and two on my husband's side. There's really just no room. There's no room, and it just
0: doesn't need it. That's a really good tip. Can you give me a timeline of how the day ran?
1: We got up at, you know, 8 a.m. or like normal time of waking up on the day of your wedding and that was actually one of the reasons i went against the morning wedding idea i don't know how early you got up for yours but i did not want to get up at like 4 a.m or whatever i'm just not a morning person at all so if you're not a morning person even for me getting up at 8 a.m on my wedding day i was like i don't want to get up this early so that's that's my big tip there but anyway So we got up and immediately I was like leaving. I was like making sure that my husband had everything. Cause we, the other thing I'll say here is that all our wedding party was from out of town and we don't get to see them very often. So we rented a big Airbnb and we had them over for like the whole weekend. My husband also got ready there. I was like making sure he had everything before I left. And we realized that all the guys ties were with the, with Jessica, the coordinator. So we had to make an emergency run to Target to get ties. That was fine, but then he dropped me off, and I will also, they probably don't want me to give this tip, but I will. I kind of had to talk them into letting me have a getting ready room there, really? and I was, yeah, they they used to apparently do that, and I think they more recently stopped. I don't really know why, because it didn't really seem like it was any expense for them to give it to us, but I basically was like, could I please, please have a room I don't really want to have to get two nights at the Swan and Dolphin when I'm not even staying there. It doesn't really seem fair or like necessary. And they were like, sure. So they gave us a room. They gave us a really big boardroom and I got there and um, there was a bottle of champagne for us. So that was nice. Was not expecting that. So then my sisters came. My sisters were my bridal party and we got ready. And then probably around noon or so, maybe one The ceremony was at 4.30, so around 1 or so is when everything kind of started happening. We were all ready. The photographer and videographer got there. And by the time it was like they were all set up and I was getting into my dress and everything, time to go through the first look. So we did that. We did our first look on the big concourse between the Swan and Dolphin, which was not my first choice, but it actually ended up really well because nobody was out there. I wanted to do it somewhere on the boardwalk, but... I really liked where we did it. So that's, that's another thing. If you're having your wedding at Swan and Dolphin, you might as well have your, your first look there because it's really convenient. And all the family was already convening there and everything. So they got the, to, to watch that. So after that, we did family pictures and we did some couple pictures. And that was, that was definitely my favorite part of the whole day was walking down the boardwalk before our ceremony. It was like, that's our place. And I was just like super calm. And it was, like, really nice to kind of, like, get those nerves out and just be with my husband. Because everybody else at that point had had gone to go get ready for the ceremony. So then we had the ceremony. And then we did some more pictures while we were waiting to go back into cocktail hour. Then we went to cocktail hour. And I believe we had our first dance then. I can't remember now. <laughs> like, all this stuff that I spent so long, like, planning minute by minute. Now I can't remember how went. But, um, yeah, I believe we had our first dance right before dinner. And then my husband said thank you to everybody for coming. And um, my mother-in-law gave a little blessing. And then we had dinner. Uh, The guys did their speeches. The two guys gave us, um, the best men gave us a speech. And then we did parent dances. And then we had just group dancing. And then we did some light pictures. And then it was time to get going.
0: Okay. And did you get your cake from the Swan and Dolphin or from some other vendor? I got it from It's Tasty, too, because at that
1: point when I had booked with her, I thought we were still going to be having our dinner at uh, Blue Zoo. So I, I I asked Swan and Dolphin if we could keep that. And they were like, yeah, we'll just give you the dessert table instead. I was like, okay, that sounds great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and did you add any other events like dessert parties for welcome events or anything like that?
1: Yeah, we did a rehearsal dinner, which wasn't really a rehearsal dinner. It was more of like a everybody's here and we're going to say hi and then go do a rehearsal and then whatever. We did that at Boathouse, and I will highly recommend that because the reason I went through them, we had, I think, 17 people or 15. It was almost everybody that was going to be at the wedding was at the rehearsal dinner. I didn't really want to deal with group dining menus and people saying, oh, it's your rehearsal dinner. Why don't you pay us a $1,000 more or whatever, which I was I was like getting all those kinds of things. I was like, you know what? No, I'm just going to make a group reservation somewhere where I can make one. And Boathouse was one of those places. And it worked out awesome. And we did a brunch at the Wave. Same thing. Also, the Waves is one of our favorite restaurants in Disney World. They let us make a reservation that was for a lot of people. So we were like, okay, that's what we're doing.
0: That's fantastic. So on your wedding day, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected?
1: On the wedding day, no. <laughs> There's a couple other things that I really do want to point out. Number one being about a month before the wedding, I broke my ankle. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> That was interesting. I've never, I also don't, I didn't know at the time that it was broken, but I'm still dealing with it now. So I'm pretty sure it was broken. I couldn't really walk on it for the whole month before the wedding. And I was like, it's going to be fine. Cause I'd never broken a bone or like sprained anything or like done anything ever. And this is the time that it happened. And I was like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Basically that only resulted in me having to wear flip-flops on the wedding day I couldn't really dance as much as I wanted to but I could walk fine and it it was mostly fine but I will just say anybody (laughs) like breaks a bone or something about before your wedding go to the doctor I didn't and now I'm still dealing with it three months later and whatever that's a different topic but the other thing that happened that's pretty serious We had a bit of an ordeal with our videographer. We found out on Christmas Eve, we got an email from them that they had lost a significant portion of our video. (gasps) Yeah. I won't say who this company was. I don't want to like, you know, whatever, but we're pretty sure that we were like their first client and they like lost most of our video and they were not very nice about it. They were kind of like, well, we're a small company and blah, blah, blah. I'm like... My husband, part-time, like, his second job is he runs a wedding business where he live paints at weddings. And he's like, I'm the operation. I don't think I'm going to, like, lose someone's painting and then I'll apologize about it. Like, come on. it's right. not really okay. Oh. And so we did end up getting a video from them. It was all – it's all from their second camera. So it's all out of focus. Oh. The two really important things that we really wanted, other than the ceremony, obviously, was – the walk down the boardwalk that I mentioned earlier that we did right before the ceremony that was both of our favorite parts that's completely gone and me getting ready is completely gone so yeah and all that's left is stuff that's like out of focus and like there's tons of white noise and it's like not really ideal but I will just say I I don't know why I did this again. It was the same thing I did with the photographer from the other story I was telling you. But make sure you work with people that have a lot of good reviews. Like, that's kind of, like, common sense. I was like, oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. And it wasn't. So
0: Interesting. Okay. Now, you mentioned that beforehand it seemed like everything was a big deal. Was there anything in particular that you were super stressed about and then it turned out to not be a problem at all?
1: Probably the big thing was, like, there were certain pictures I wanted. Like, I was telling you, like, I really wanted my first look on the boardwalk. And I was like, oh, my God, I have to have it on the boardwalk. And then she's like, we're not having it on the boardwalk. And I was like, okay, I just have to deal with it. I would say things like that that are, like, kind of go with the flow, trust your vendors type of things like that. Just, like, don't worry about it. They know if they're, you know, they have their job for a reason. Like, me giving people all these schedules and all these things, it's like, and also, we couldn't do a lot of the pictures I wanted to do on the boardwalk, like, like further down the boardwalk, because I couldn't walk that far. Uh-huh. So, like, yeah. So, there's, like, a lot of things, like, you know, that are just kind of leave it up to the the vendors. Like, um, another example would be, I really wanted to have a pedal toss with, like, a staged pedal toss, like, so people were already standing on down the aisle when we did it. And I wouldn't say that I wouldn't. I would go back and cut it out or anything like that, but I like made way bigger of a deal about it than I really should have and it was kind of just like it was just like thirty seconds. So <laughs>
0: those are things. Now you mentioned the videography, of course. Was there anything else that you know now that you wish you'd known when you were planning?
1: I don't think so. Pretty much like other than the videography thing, which is kind of like a fluke thing. That doesn't like it's not really something that you expect to happen. Right. Everything else, I was like kind of really happy. The day itself, I was super happy with. Nothing really went wrong. Nothing was like, oh, I wish I had gotten to do more of this. The one thing I will say, but I've heard a thousand times and I know it's not really going to work, is I'd heard so many times before my wedding, oh, you're not going to get to taste the food. You're not going to get to taste the drinks or whatever. And we had this really awesome bar that we got as an add on or a regular drink bar. It was called The Locals, and it was um, different local cocktails using local ingredients, which is, like, something I just, like, I I love that kind of stuff. And I, like, really wanted it, and I was so excited about it. I didn't even get over to talk to the bartenders. I didn't even, like, it wasn't even. So I would say not to not have that kind of stuff, but if you have something like that that you're really excited about, make sure you take a second and go do it or taste it or you know, whatever the case may be with that thing.
0: Definitely. Yeah, that's a great tip. Yeah. Do
1: you
0: have any other tips for those who are considering the Swan and Dolphin for their wedding, or maybe just looking for an alternative to Disney's fairytale weddings?
1: I would say, really, what sealed the deal for us is just how flexible they are. If you were, like, dying to have a Disney wedding, which I totally was, and I totally get that, and... I I understand that that's something that you might not want to compromise on. I felt like a Disney bride on my wedding. Like, I don't really, I don't really think if you're kind of, if you're like I wasn't kind of between either we're having it on a Tuesday morning in Orlando or having it on a Saturday in Philadelphia, then I think it's definitely a good compromise to go with, to go with something like that. If you're worried about like, you know, family constraints or what have you, I really think it's, it's a good compromise and they are, like I've been saying, super flexible.
0: Got it. Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day?
1: Yeah, I started a um, trip report on Discord. because I think what I'm doing is like definitely I've gotten the sense it's super or what I already did is super different than the usual stuff that's on a dolphin like you had mentioned. So I did start a trip report there. The Probably the easiest way to find it is my username, which is really easy. It's my adventure book.
0: Great. And I will get some photos from you to put in a slideshow in the post for this episode on DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Awesome. Well, Amanda, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think this has been really helpful for anyone who's considering the Swan and Dolphin or just wants an alternative to Disney's Fairytale Weddings. And I appreciate your taking the time. I hope I can help a couple people. Thanks for having me. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, disneyweddingpodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, Check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com.